Welcome back to another episode of Focus on K-12 EdTech and the Education Experience. I'm your host, Doug Conopelko, Education Strategist at CDWG. Today, I talk with Alberto and Mario Haras, two teachers in Utah, born in Spain, teaching at a Spanish immersion school with a passion for social-emotional learning. Let's dive in. I'm Alberto. And I'm Maria. And as you can see, we are twins. Of course, <laughs> there's no mirror here, nothing, no magic tricks. <laughs> and we are originally from Spain, uh, but we are based on Utah. We teach in a Spanish immersion school, so pretty much uh, we did every subject in Spanish and I did sixth grade and I did fifth grade. So pretty much he gets my former students, which is kind of cool. We we like it. So we were born in Spain. We did all of our studies there. We did uh, our um, college degree. We got it from there, our master's degree as well. And we had this opportunity to come to teach to the U.S. And we love adventures. So we said, why not? taking this opportunity. So we did it seven years ago already. Yeah, time flies, time. right? Yeah. And here well, we are six because like coronavirus doesn't count, right? Yeah. Like 2020, like we cannot count that year. It's like six years. <laughs> say five exactly, years. <laughs> exactly. So before we get to our main topic, sales, take a quick detour because you did mention uh, that you work in a Spanish immersion school, Spanish immersion program. So can you explain, uh, you know, what that is and why these types of programs are out there? It's a pretty cool program. You know, I we didn't know about it uh, when we were in Spain, but now that we've got to to know this program, it's just amazing. So pretty much we teach every subject in Spanish, science, math, and Spanish language arts, of course. And we have two classes, let's say like a class A and class B. So, um, and then we have a teaching partner. So in the morning, for example, I have class A and I teach science, Spanish, and history, three, uh, three subjects. And then in the middle half of the day, I switch with my teaching partner. And I get the students uh, who she had in the morning, and then she gets my students. And then I teach exactly the same uh, lesson that I taught in the morning. Again, science, history, and Spanish. And she teaches the same. So pretty much it's like you get all of the classes, all of the subjects, you divide, it, you divide them in the middle, and then like half of them are taught in Spanish and the other half in English. So pretty much students get four hours a day um, speaking Spanish and learning the content which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, one of the other passions that that you share, right? So you share a lot of things as the E-twins, but one of the passions you share is around social emotional learning or SEL, right? As we call it in education. So why does this hold such a special place in your hearts, in your work and in your education practice? We, uh, we've, I mean, like, we really love it, as you said, and we are sharing, you know, in different conferences or different uh, trainings or whatever, the power of social emotional learning, because we think it is super, super important. We always say that, let's, let's say that you take the best teacher ever, you know, like best teacher, like uh, 10 out of 10, and then you put that teacher in front of a class. And then that same teacher just like teaches this amazing lesson. It's the perfect lesson, you know, like a 10 out of 10 again, 10 out of 10 again, no mistakes, nothing. If those students are not emotionally, you know, like uh, ready to learn, ready to learn, you know, it doesn't matter who the teacher is. It doesn't matter what the teacher does, you know, like they are just not ready. And it happens the same at work when the, our students grow up, you know, they go to their 
uh, workplaces and all of that, if they are not emotionally ready to work or they are not emotional, emotionally, emotionally stable, uh, they're not going to perform as very well, you know, even if they are super good at what they do, or even they are just like, you know, CEOs, whatever, if they don't, you know, if they don't work on social emotional learning, it, it's not going to work. We think that our role as teacher is to prepare students for their future, you know, and there are a lot of people that right now are struggling with mental issues or like social relationships. So that's part of our future. And we need to start thinking that, that the EQ um, is as important as the IQ. Those things are going to be super important in the future. And somehow in the schools, we just focus on the IQ. We just focus on like teaching that content. But sometimes we forget about that EQ, which is really, really important too. Absolutely. So how do we put this into practice, right? What are some ways that you infuse SEL practices and, and SEL lessons into your classrooms? Well, like first, we would like to say that there's this misconception around social emotional learning and people think that it's just feelings, you know, like social emotional learning is just feelings. If I, if I feel happy, sad, you know, if I feel anxious, but it's not just feelings. There are, you know, a lot about it, not just feelings. Like social relationships, like uh, uh, social awareness, um, self-awareness, all of those things that are really important and they are part of social emotional learning. So, for example, like if we talk about empathy, how do we spark empathy that is part of social emotional learning? Like uh, collaboration with other classes around the world. You know, sometimes we focus on doing projects with our class, which is great, but our students are collaborating with their peers in the same class. Say, probably with people with the same background, same age, they live in the same area. That is not going to open their mind. It's great, of course, collaboration is always great. But what about if we do a project, if we connect our class with another class on the other side of the world? From a different culture, a different country, those people, those students, they have a different perspective, a different background. And it's going to help our students to realize that there are there is more than one reality, right? That like a different point of view are also great. And learning from those point of view, we think that is very um, important for students. The most, more social awareness, like we do a lot of Skype or Zoom or like video calls in general with experts or with classes around the world. I remember, for example, a lesson that I did when I taught first grade. Yeah, I taught first grade. <laughs> I don't know how I survived that year, but I taught it for a year and it was great most of it and <laughs> so like we were doing this lesson about houses around the world because you know like a little six years old they think that everyone in the world lives like them you know that like uh their reality is the only reality and the houses and how they live it's the only way to live so we decided to do a lesson about how other people lived around the world. So I got this lesson ready. We, you know, like we did our lesson in our class and then we Skyped with people around the world. So, and then we Skyped with uh, a teacher from Nigeria and then from Russia, from uh, Sri Lanka, from China, from Canada, you know, like different, uh, different people around the world, different countries. So I remember that when we Skyped with this lady from Nigeria, she was explaining to us and showing to us that in some tribes in Nigeria, they don't have doors, you know, and, and they cannot knock on the door. Instead of knocking, they clap twice. You know, that is such a like, it is the sign that I'm going in. Yeah, right? that is such a simple idea, you know, but for those six graders, you know, they, it just blew their mind because it's like, 
oh my goodness, they don't have doors. Like, mm -hmm. how can they live? You know? So just, you know, like popping that bubble, you know, that they lived in, it's just amazing and opens their mind. Yeah. So what, do you have any other examples where you bring, cause I know you both also focus on ed tech a lot, right? So do you have any other examples where you bring technology into that SEL space or into a lesson? Yeah, like we use Minecraft a lot and Minecraft is a great tool to enhance social and emotional um, learning. If you haven't used Minecraft before, we here today, we encourage you to do so because it is an amazing uh, app, amazing egg tool that this will, is going to change the way you teach forever. So, and before you start using it, please do some research and get some materials. Uh, don't go and use it because I'm saying so, you know, like just like do the research. So we use Minecraft a lot for pretty much everything in our classes. And Minecraft, they have the Minecraft team, they created these worlds that are called the Mindful Night. And those worlds are helping students to understand um, and develop those social and emotional learning skills. So um, Minecraft is a great tool to do so as well. You can also create your own worlds and share the world with your students. And in that world, you can create an adventure and a quest and every activity they pass, there can be a social emotional learning question or a social uh, um, um, social emotional learning uh, adventure or whatever. So you can do that also in Minecraft. And then we use um, what it is called mood meter or wheel of feelings. So like um, every day when our students, because uh, another thing about social emotional learning, uh, well, we love to talk, so you know that. <laughs> so we are gonna <laughs> keep going, keep going. Um, so another thing about social emotional learning and what we always say is that it cannot be taught in isolation. It's the same that, for example, coding, STEAM, you know, those things that are trending right now, but like those things cannot be taught in isolation. You know, they need to be included inside of they the They need curriculum. to be part of our routine, part of our culture in our classes. They need to be part of what we do every day, part in our curriculum. We don't need to teach social emotional learning in isolation. Let's get that and put it inside of our curriculum. For example, while we are doing uh, language arts, what about if we ask for the feelings of the character of the story we are reading? What about if we talk about the scenario, the culture behind that scenario in the, in the story we are reading? Those things, we can do it. And it is a great way to incorporate social and emotional learning to our daily routine. And as I was saying, we have, have a mood meter like that it is included in our students daily routine morning routine when they get uh, to our classrooms in the morning the first thing they do is they kind of like fill out their schedule we do uh, self-regulation as well so that's part of it as well uh, so and then they need to color their mood meter what is a mood meter so like we uh, we want to emphasize in something called emotional like, granularity that is that like you take emotions and you put emotions into words in this case into colors in this case into colors so like we have like this table with different feelings happy sad uh, anxious um i don't know Frustrated. Frustrated, like different feelings. And then our students need to color, uh, you know, that square of the table, you know, um, with however color they want. For example, happy, they color yellow. Uh, sad, they color blue, you know, whatever. 
And then after they've done that, they go to the mood meter and then they need to color that day. The mood meter is a wheel of feelings that it has 31 spaces, one per day, you know, an entire month. So they need to color how they are feeling. We do this on one note. So pretty much it's everything online. They can uh, complete that mood meter in our classes, in our partners' classes, at home, whatever, because it's online in on one note. And we use digital inking for that, which is also great. And why is that important? It's because like at one glance, like as a teacher, you can always get into their mood meter and you can take how they've been feeling throughout the whole month. Because sometimes we have those students who are struggling in silence, you know, like they're not going to come to you and say, hey, I'm sad, I'm struggling, I'm anxious, whatever. They're not going to tell you that, you know, so but like, we, we can always go to a mood meter and check how they are feeling. Not just one or two bad days. Everyone can have a bad days, right? We are looking for those patterns that are, are, are kind of like concerning for us. So <clears throat> what would be, you know, a couple books, blogs, resources, leaders, you know, people to follow uh, or things that you've used in your research that you found helpful uh, for folks who are looking to get started or infuse some more uh, social emotional learning into their classrooms? Yeah, we, we do a lot of research around this topic because we are doing our PhD around this topic. So one thing that I would recommend, there is a group on Facebook that it is called Cell SEL um, in EDU. And in that group is like full of like, I think it's like more than 20,000 educators around the world who shares resources constantly and share different like researches and everything. Also, if you are looking for a leader to, to follow, like Mark Sparbo, it's, it's, he always talks about social emotional learning in the class. Also, Mark uh, Brackett is also a good resource to, to check. Yeah, and that Facebook group is like, we, we find it very, very useful and very, very res uh, resourceful because there are teachers there that ask questions like, hey, I'm looking for a program, social emotional learning program uh, for K through six, for example. Like, what are your suggestions? You know, so like other people just comment uh, or reply to that comment with different programs and like uh, pros and cons of those programs, you know, like if so, like it's super, super useful and it's a great community because like uh, people help each other. Well, that sounds fantastic. Alberto, Mario, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today and sharing some of your expertise. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Thanks for joining us today on Focus on K-12, EdTech and the Education Experience. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and consider leaving us a rating or a review. If you'd like to contact us about the show, please reach out to me on Twitter at theconopelco or send us an email at focusonk12 at cdw.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time as we focus on K-12.